Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I think that there is a significant risk to the organization if all of the board resigns and all of senior leadership is no longer there. I think that will be very impactful in a negative way to our boys and girls who are playing hockey. Will the light stay on on the rink? I don't know. We can't predict that. I'm sorry, but I I just shake my head when I think of the the responses Andrea Skinner, the chair of... Hockey Canada gave to the Parliamentary Committee. Answers like that, it just boggles the mind. Just think about it. This is how it started. We we, we found out uh, through uh, Globe and Mail story about a special fund that had been set aside by Hockey Canada. Multi-million dollar fund to pay for settlements um, for alleged sexual assault. I think some $8.9 million were were paid out over the years. And the Globe found out that there was another, they had another, another uh, account for the same thing. It's, it's so utterly disturbing. And to hear the defense by Ms. Skinner of the management team at Hockey Canada in the way that she has. Get those other two clips ready for me right now, please, Tom, because we're going to play them right here, but only play them when I ask you to. Just give me, just get them ready. Let me know when you've got them. All right. So to, to hear the chair of Hockey Canada to say things like this is really troubling. Listen. I think that there is a significant risk to the organization if all of the board resigns and all of senior leadership is no longer there. I think that will be very impactful in a negative way to our boys and girls who are playing hockey. Will the light stay on on the rink? I don't know. We can't predict that. So there, I tweeted out a photograph. Uh, I think it started with Sheldon Kennedy at the Roy Green Show of a little kid sitting on the little boards at the rink. Look at that. Then ask yourself what's harmful to Hockey Canada. Here's another statement. Our board, frankly, does not share the view that senior leadership should be replaced on the basis of what we consider to be substantial misinformation and and unduly cynical attacks. You know, I appreciate that others disagree with us, but our positions are based on the information that we have and an understanding that Hockey Canada has an excellent reputation. Unduly cynical attacks. So... By, by being critical and being concerned, it's not a national sport. About what we know, what we found out, what we understand is happening at Hockey Canada. We're, we're being unduly cynical. I didn't know that. I, I, I didn't know that we were being unduly cynical in this country. I thought we were just holding an organization with a tremendous amount of public funding and public trust to account. It's just mind-numbing. Anthony Housefather, Liberal Member of Parliament in the Montreal area. Mr. Housefather is a member of the Parliamentary Committee who um, asked the questions of Ms. Skinner and has been investigating what's going on with Hockey Canada. Anthony, when you heard those answers, what was your response? Um, That tone at the top shouldn't mean tone deaf. And basically, unfortunately, the way... Ms. Skinner and Mr. Brindamore came across was evasive um, and using the Trump tactic of blaming the media uh, and denying, denying, denying what everyone can see exists. And it was 
it was very, very disappointing. Here's the, the fundamental journalistic question that is always asked first, or should be, why? Why are they behaving this way? What, what, what makes them so tone deaf? Well, Roy, it would be interesting for you and your listeners to know that in the August 3rd ver- version of their minutes of their board meetings, which the committee had to summons and which were only delivered the day before the board meeting for some mysterious reason, um, before the, you know, the meeting that we had on Tuesday where we, we questioned them, uh, it, it said in the minutes they, they've hired a, a communications firm uh, called Navigator, um, and they decided that they were being mistreated, um, that the press was saying misleading things about them, and they needed to fight back and, and, and not sit in the defensive zone but go on the offensive. So that was actually what they planned to do. So a quiet fund, a non-disclosed fund, um, that contains millions of dollars to pay out-of-court settlements for alleged sexual assaults by players on national teams. So, so we're not being fair to them when we, when we talk about that and demand accountability. Well, well, even more curiously, right, there was the first fund that you and I have talked about before. Right. And now we found out there was a second fund. Yeah, the baggage car has a baggage car. Right, which they never disclosed to us when all of the discussions about the first fund were happening at two previous Heritage Committee meetings. Nobody thought fit to say, by the way, we have a second fund. And then the funny thing about the second fund that was set up to cover claims between 1986 and 1995 before they got insurance, which, again, it's perfectly fine to self-insure as long as you tell the people who are paying for the insurance, the players across the country and their parents, that you're doing this. But they never disclosed the existence of this fund. Um, And then Hockey Canada, when it was found out by a Globe and Mail Mail story, uh, broke it. Hockey Canada reacted by saying no sexual assault would, it was ever covered by this fund. Anybody would be, you know, basically outraged that anyone would even think that and that no claims had ever been paid out. But that was belied by an affidavit that was signed by their employee, Brian Cairo, who went before the court in 2019 saying that one of the purposes of the fund was to fund victims of sexual uh, assault claims. Um, and seeing that there were unpaid claims still from the fund and that Hockey Canada believed that there would be future claims, and, and yet Hockey Canada is claiming no funds were ever paid from the fund. So either the affidavit is not true, which would be a serious issue for the person who signed that affidavit, or Hockey Canada's statement this week is false, but they can't both be true. Now, and you're a lawyer, so, I mean, you're aware of the legal ins and outs of, uh, of any situation. And I would, let me ask you this, just from a legal perspective, if you have a fund, a moral perspective, ethical perspective as well, but if you have a fund that is dedicated to pay out um, money to get somebody to leave or, 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 or abandon a sexual uh, assault case or complaint, are there not legal implications in this? If you don't disclose this, is there not? Does the law not enter into that equation somewhere? Um, no, I mean it, it, it's it's legal to have such a fund. I, I mean, and it's legal to settle cases. Uh, I, I think the real question is ethically. Mm. You know, this fund was really kept hidden from the people across the country that were paying monies to support the fund. You know, they they used very weird names uh, that would never tell you what the real purpose of either of these funds was. 
Um, you know, so when you, you would see one fund wasn't even in their books. Uh, and when, when questioned on Tuesday, Ms. Skinner said that because Hockey Canada was simply asking as a trustee for the provincial uh, affiliate members for the 1986 to 1995 fund, it wasn't even in their books. So you couldn't even tell from their financials that it existed. So, so if we're talking about the provincial affiliates, we know that the province of Quebec, Hockey Quebec, and you're, you're a Quebecer, yep. uh, Hockey Quebec has, is withholding its funds. Um, the Ontario Hockey Federation is poised to do the same. Hockey Sask issued in a statement, we continue to ask Hockey Canada the questions to which our members and stakeholders are seeking answers. That is our commitment to continue working toward an improved and stronger hockey system for our province and all participants across the country. But if you challenge and you say, look, you, you really should be leaving these positions of trust and responsibility, somehow we're being cynical by, by suggesting this. I guess then by extension, Hockey Canada's board may consider Tim Hortons, tell us in the Bank of Nova Scotia to be cynical because they've withdrawn their their, their sponsorships. Exactly. It just doesn't make any sense. Sponsors, the provincial federations, the MPs from all four parties, and as you know, Roy, it's really hard to get MPs from all four parties to agree on anything. Yes. Um, the media, um, every hockey parent I've talked to pretty much, you know, everybody believes it's top management of Hockey Canada, um, and at least some of the board members need to go at this point. And, they're, you know, and instead of actually expediting this, they've delayed their board meeting uh, where they're having the elections, the, the, the meeting where the membership will elect the board by a month. It was supposed to be in November, and on Tuesday, Ms. Skinner said it was happening in a few weeks. It's now delayed until December. Well, maybe they're buying themselves new championship rings <laughs> $3000 each yep yeah and 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 the most egregious thing i think was when i asked miss skinner at the end trying to see where she would go with this what she would give the ceo as a grade she gave him an a i saw that i, I mean i you know it, it just seems that they're they're at this point living in a different universe than everyone else as the way they see themselves what now anthony what happens now well, I mean, I think there's a few things. I mean, I think right now Hockey Canada is in a strange position as a federation because it's much more financially solvent than any other sporting federation in this country because of the monies that it's previously earned from sponsorship and things like the World Hockey Championships and the World Juniors. So it has more time than other federations would have to deal with this pushback. But given the incredible now cuts in their financing with provincial associations say they won't pay the $3 fee with sponsors pulling out, I, I can't see... This continuing much longer, I do see, you know, at least Mr. Smith and some of the top managers and, and the board leaving. But if they don't, I think that, you know, they're going to be pushed by, by the federations out at this meeting in December when there is an election. And, uh, and I think the new board will replace management. And, and until then, our Heritage Committee will continue bringing light to this situation. For example, Hockey Canada took a claim against the government to prevent the government from disclosing its financial statements. Um, like, again, unbelievable, right? It is. An organization that receives government funding wants the government in response to an access to information request to not disclose their finances. So what I said, uh, you know, at this point is, okay, they're, they're going to try to resist in court, but our Heritage Committee can summon the documents, we could subpoena them, and we could have a public meeting to ask them about them if they want. Um, you know, and we can keep playing this as long as we, as long, as long as they want to. Yeah. I'm just wondering sometimes what it is that kids think about all of this. 
Because they're aware. Yeah, this is just sad for, you know, because, you know, I love sports just like you do, right? We, we, we want everybody in this country to participate in sports and yes, sports that they love and to feel safe in that sport. And, and it just seems with all of the information that's now happened around Hockey Canada, there has to be a change of tone at the top. There has to be a change of leadership for anybody to have any confidence that the organization is going to take the steps necessary to, you know, bring it back uh, into repute in Canada. And, and, and the only people that fail to see that are the leadership of the organization right now. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.